Today's episode is presented by Lodestar, the fee experts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Lending Leaders. I have a very special guest today, Heather Horovitz, who is the SVP of Community Development Financial Institutions and Impact Lending at Vistar Credit Union. I'm also a volunteer, marathoner, swim mom, MBA. Heather, I probably left a few out. I know we were mentors uh, together at the MBA um, group, and you're probably one of the most motivated people I've ever talked to. Yeah. So thanks so much for coming on. I'm really excited to talk about, about yourself and also just your journey into the space and kind of the types of things you're working on at, at Vistar and in the community in, in Jacksonville as well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talking about the work that we're doing. Yeah. So I know we were talking a little bit before we started. You know, you've gone from being a chef in one career to in finance, in banking, um, in kind of you know more more highly institutional financial roles. But what got you into um, community development? What got you into the role that you're in now? Yeah, and um, I'll give a little context to how you go from being a chef to working in finance. Uh, I grew up in the Bahamas and just loved Mm -hmm. being around the food and beverage industry. And Mm -hmm. being a chef was just such a great creative outlet. And I just loved Mm -hmm. bringing people together with food. And I like to talk about the skills that I gained as being an executive chef and how transferable those have been in my career in traditional corporate America. Uh, Mm -hmm. You think about operations management and managing diverse staffs and just really performing under pressure. And although I loved being in that world, um, it really was a sliding door moment for me to move into finance. And when I was in school for my MBA, it was just, it just made sense for me to transition um, into finance. Mm -hmm. And I just loved that journey ever since. And I've had many different roles, revenue um, analysis, uh, operational um, management, and then moving into M&A and strategic planning and FP&A. And um, just really being a part of steering my organizations, um, kind of like um, like the captain of the financial ship, and and helping set strategy that would be beneficial to the bottom line in the organization, uh, all 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 the while really being focused on community and volunteerism. It's something that's super important to me and my family, and we're just very engaged in the community. And when I came to Vistar three years ago, it was actually on the finance team. And again, just following my passion with strategic planning and, and FP&A. Um, but we had the opportunity to pursue becoming a CDFI, so a community development financial institution. And we've mm-hmm. been a CDFI by Star for about two years. And when the role became available, it was such a great marrying of my passion for finance and equity and, 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 and planning and also volunteerism and, and helping people build mm-hmm. wealth. And it was really a dream come true because I was marrying my, my work passions with my personal passions and being able to drive that for the organization. It was just such a natural mm-hmm. fit and it's been so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time I've talked to you, the, the passion about it is one thing that just jumps through the screen. Um, clearly, it's you know something you. that you're very knowledgeable about, but also you know feel like you're really really making a difference, as evidenced by all the awards that I didn't even mention in your introduction because I didn't want it to take up. <laughs> Thank uh, you. The entire time. So when you're looking at community development, looking at impact lending, what do most people get wrong? Like, what do they not quite understand about um, what you do? Yeah, I think that what a lot of people get wrong is you can't create 
loan products or loan programs in, in a box, in a silo. You have to build those community partnerships and come alongside the nonprofits, the, the CDCs, the, the people who are close to it on the ground um, and work alongside them and not try to solve a problem from an office in a, in a, in a, in a, in a tower. Um, yep. We work really closely in the community. We're very engaged and we have, we have you know, leadership throughout the organization serving on boards and commissions and, and on nonprofit boards. So we're close to the people and we can really understand um, what's going on, what, what's, what's needed. What are those barriers to, to, to financial entry? What are, what's keeping people from accessing capital? And having those mm -hmm. conversations and, and really hearing from our members and our community members what has been preventing them from accessing um, loan products and ultimately being able to build wealth. And so we, we really keep a close ear to the ground and are very engaged across uh, our communities. So we're meeting people where they are and coming alongside the mm -hmm. organizations that are already doing the work and supporting them, um, whether mm -hmm. it's financially or with other resources uh, so they can achieve their goals, which are ultimately our goals. Mm -hmm. And obviously you've mentioned many times your revenue roles focus on the bottom line. I feel like all too often people think that this is, you know, charity work in, instead of, you know, a focus on the bottom line. And I think there's there's right. elements of both, right? Like I always like to say, if the, the thing that's right can also be the thing that's good for business and you really want those two aligned. So yeah. what does that alignment look like on your end? It's so interesting um, because I think that people think about this work and they think of it as charity. And it makes me think about how the credit union motto is not for profit, not for charity. So we exist mm -hmm. as a credit union to serve our members and serve our communities. We are not mm -hmm. uh, shareholder driven and we make decisions as an organization that are the right thing for our members and also the right mm -hmm. thing for our community. Does that have to um, be the most profitable decision that will make the organization? That's not always the case. I think that mm. you can really you know, drive member value. We wanna to continue to exist. We look out for safe and soundness because right. we believe in what we're doing in our communities, providing financial services to, to everyone, mm -hmm. uh, especially mm -hmm. those that are in, under an unbanked areas and, and helping mm -hmm. educate our members and the community about the importance of having a relationship with a financial institution. Um, and so we, we look to develop products and, and partnerships that are going to you know, be beneficial to the member, but also mm -hmm. will drive revenue for the organization. And those two things aren't always separate. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we will do things um, in the community that might cost us money. We do fantastic um, lending mm -hmm. in the community that is you know, probably not the most profitable, but it's the right thing mm -hmm. to do. Because at the end of the day, we are a community lender and we, uh, we, we exist to serve our members. And that, mm -hmm. that is our guiding light. Um, I think Lone Star mm -hmm. is your guiding star. Um, yep, but putting our members first and helping them mm -hmm. build wealth is what motivates us all. And it's such a fantastic mm -hmm. culture that, that has been in place for our whole history that, you mm -hmm. know, in this work, I can be, you know, put my arms around that and, and help us be more strategic and how mm -hmm. we're, you know, funding projects that are going to be wealth building and help people access, you know, different products and programs. But um, that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not looking to um, return value to the organization's bottom right. line. And I think you make a good point that there's a whole lot of gray area between being 100% revenue profit motivated and 100% uh, a charitable organization, right? And I think, right. you know, for, for a lot of companies, 
you know, it is your responsibility to make money. It's your responsibility to stay profitable because that's how you create jobs. That's how you create opportunities. So I, I think you make a really good point that, yeah, we want to make money. We might not, not make the most money, but there's a big area between that and, you know, effectively feeling like this is just you giving money away because it's not, that's Absolutely. not the, the case. And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, and you can be a good corporate citizen, even if you're not giving dollars out or extending loans. We volunteer yeah. in the community, and that's a huge focus for the organization. Mm -hmm. But even opening our doors to allow nonprofits to host events in our spaces or mm -hmm. um, sending leadership out to, to, to speak on panels and educate yeah. and just be in the community in other meaningful ways, uh, we're impacting and having a positive mm -hmm. impact on the community, even if mm -hmm. we're not you know, giving dollars out. Mm -hmm. And do you feel like there's lenders who've been trying to do this in a, you know, maybe not disingenuous way, but a less than effective mm -hmm. way? I see this a lot when people are trying to, you know, market in a language other than English, right? You put Se habla Espanol and you expect right. that you now have a, a Spanish lending branch, right? Whereas, you know, there's a way <laughs> yeah. of doing it that's a lot more authentic. Like, and it sounds like you've really, um, you know, mapped gutting that authenticity. Um, what have you seen for, for lenders who try to do this in a way that may be less than successful? You know, it's tough. And um, mm -hmm. I, I, I'll speak for us. We are a very diverse mm -hmm. organization. And mm -hmm. for me, and I love that you say authentic, for me being authentic, mm -hmm. um, and it, it, that's very important to me. And I think that helps you gain trust. If you're mm -hmm. willing to to be yourself and, and, and be brave enough to admit when you you know, don't know everything and really be a good mm -hmm. listener, I think is very important. But uh, mm -hmm. we really do stress being authentic here. And by having diverse leadership, we're able to build relationships across a huge spectrum of people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, racial backgrounds, religious, um, sexual orientation, mm -hmm. and, and, and be considering all the different things that are have traditionally kept people from accessing capital, but also funding mm -hmm. um, commercial development that is going to be helping build healthier communities. We mm -hmm. uh, donate to a number of different organizations, nonprofit organizations, and, and our corporate mm -hmm. philanthropy is a huge part of who we are. And to continue, continuing to support organizations who are doing that good work is something that is very important to my leadership. Mm -hmm. I think that what some organizations get wrong is mm -hmm. that it, it's understandable when the economy is, uh, when, when you really need to focus on the bottom line, but uh, people have very long memories when you pull back and and you forget the commitment that you made to them. I think it's really mm -hmm. important that you continue to stay right. engaged. And maybe that engagement changes. Maybe you can't pledge the same amount of dollars that you pledged last year, but that you stay engaged and you're still volunteering and you're still showing up in other ways because that helps people know that it was important to you then and it's still important to you now. Right. Um, and I think that when you're driven by the bottom line, that makes you, forces you to make decisions that um, make you come off that you're disingenuous, that you were always disingenuous mm -hmm. when you were being right. um, committed in the first place, if that makes sense. Right. And there's a balance with kind of a long-term goal. Like you mentioned, you know, being in certain loan products or lending to certain groups that may not be the most profitable, you know, the first hundred loans you lend may not be the most profitable, but that doesn't mean right. years down the road, the next hundred or anything like that, you know, that changes, right? And that investment in that community, to me, at least seems to be a big part of what you're doing because, you know, access to yeah. capital, access to good jobs and good house, like that is the lifeblood of the economy. And there's unfortunately been a lot Absolutely. of 
Like that have not. And we're looking at the entire, yeah, Mm -hmm. we're looking at the whole ecosystem. We're looking at you understanding the importance of even having a checking account. Like we, we advocate Mm -hmm. to move people out of the cash economy. So you're not Mm -hmm. going to a payday lender and you're losing so much of Mm -hmm. your wealth. So from having that first relationship with, you know, getting your checking account through exploring uh, car loan products and mortgages and all the different things that are going to be this this journey that you'll be on as you're having a relationship Mm -hmm. with a financial institution is something that we're just really passionate mm-hmm. about and helping people understand mm-hmm. whether you're making the choice to bank with us um, or just having general increased mm-hmm. knowledge around um, having a relationship with a financial institution. And there's a lot of distrust depending on the community that you're talking yeah. to. And so we've got to break down that distrust through education, but also building trust by being authentic, like you like you shared mm-hmm. and um, showing up consistently. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the easiest places for for institutions to start is having that education, right? Even just something as simple as being banked, right? right? Having checking accounts, building that credit. Um, Anything else that you would recommend? I know you mentioned kind of the affordable housing and access to capital for groups who traditionally haven't had access to capital. Like where are some points that you think institutions are, are really well off starting? Well, I think that it, it, especially if you're considering other ways that you can be engaged in the community, there there's so much power in educating mm. community members around what you do. So highly recommend speaking on panels, getting engaged at different small business centers. Uh, there's so many incubators, accelerators, lots of, uh, you know, special interest groups that are doing this work and they're just looking for experts to come in so you can be a different voice for their students to hear what you need to be Mm -hmm. doing um how you prepare yourself for capital um uh, educating around what that debt might look Mm -hmm. like how it's going to cost what it's going to cost your organization long term the the other um other ways that you can support a small business and being a mentor uh and and just Mm -hmm. connecting people being willing to share your network and building relationships, anybody can do that. And especially if you're in the financial services industry, um, you can really have a powerful impact on a small business. And that small business thriving, that's that's the difference between somebody closing shop and, and, and not having a living wage or being able to support their family and all the other benefits right. that can come from having that financial stability and being able to mm-hmm. build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great point. And I think so many lenders look at it of, hey, go talk to this workout person or whatever. And by the time you're ready for a loan, we can have a conversation. And there's so much to be done. You're, you right. know, you're talking about probably 17 out of 20 when someone's actually ready to talk to a loan officer. Right. So I really, you know, right. I'm impressed. Our philosophy, yeah. and like, our philosophy yeah. here, sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to say our philosophy mm-hmm. here is we don't like to say no. We like to say not, not right now. And this is how we get yeah. you to a yes. And we look at that from all areas of our lending, you know, from consumer, commercial to real estate lending. So we want to give you the tools mm-hmm. to help you get you to that yes. But also on the commercial side, particularly for small businesses, helping you understand when you might need to take on debt and what you need to mm-hmm. have, you know, whether it's your three-year history of financials. I mean, it's mm-hmm. amazing how many people I talk to who don't know they need to keep their personal financials and their business financials separate. I mean, the education right. starts from there. And then mm-hmm. what kind of loan do you need to be taking on? And is this going to actually help yeah. you scale to a point where that makes sense for you? So we take a mm-hmm. very personal approach to our lending, to our underwriting, mm-hmm. all of our relationships 
because at the end of the day, that's going to be the best thing for our members. Um, we, mm -hmm. across our lending, we don't want to get people into any kind of loans that they can't sustain. So it's the education yep. up front. It's really the handholding through that whole process. And then that support after the loan closes, because that's how you stay apart. We're, we're, we're looking out for our members um, and not mm -hmm. just closing loans, um, which I think is a huge difference yep. for our organization. And I think the things as a financial professional, right, that you may take for granted, people don't. Like I work with a lot of small businesses and been in classes with small businesses. And the number of people that just manage their finances by their bank balance and that's it um, still surprises me. Um, you know, even things like that that you would think would be taken for granted of, oh, setting up QuickBooks or doing a PL every month or something. Like, no, if you don't necessarily know how to do that, if that hasn't been modeled, like you wouldn't know. So, like, there's a lot of expertise. Okay. Um, that, that people can share um, with people trying to run businesses out there and businesses that really help the, the communities that they're in. Um, so wrapping up here, because I feel like you could talk, we could, we could talk about this for, for a very long time, um, is um, we always like asking the questions, what is your lodestar? What is your guiding light? I know you talked a lot about your passion for this work. Um, what gets you up and running, you know, not only marathons, but, but doing all of this work and all of the different things that you're, you're looking to do in the community? Yeah, um, it really, it's, it's so energizing to see the impact that the work is having in the community there is just such tangible benefits of mm -hmm. the, the building relationships and seeing deals coming together that are for a community good mm -hmm. whether it's an affordable housing project or it's a grocery store in a food desert and just mm -hmm. knowing that every day that you know we, we continue to do this we're making a difference in people's lives like a real difference that mm -hmm. um will have lasting staying power and that just it just makes me feel I mean that keeps me working late at night um, because yeah. the work is so important and I can actually see it coming um, to life and, and every every decision that we make as an organization for good um, every loan that we fund is 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 changing someone's life and that right. is really really rewarding for me I can imagine just literally seeing the benefit right as you're driving by those areas and being yeah. in that community absolutely too. absolutely yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for the, the wonderful work that you do. I think the biggest takeaway I have is like, be authentic and be passionate about, you know, this type of work. And that's, that's what's going to make a difference. And clearly uh, yeah. you are. So we really appreciate it. Andrew.